This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Shelby Joe Long, your host of the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast, telling the stories of people that have transformed their expertise, their genius into an income stream to hopefully inspire you to think about your genius in a different way. There's lots of opportunities in the market. Today is no exception. I have the opportunity to hear the story from Otis McGregor and how he developed his business, Tribe and Purpose. So Otis, welcome to the interview. Hey, Shelby. Great to be here. And uh, it's always a good time to talk to you. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. Our paths have crossed in multiple places. And now I get to learn a little bit more about you and your business and how you help others. So why don't you tell us about your business to start off? Sure. Tribe and Purpose is uh, what we do is we help we help businesses 10x their team. And it's a focus on the team, the individuals, building your team from within, your leaders from within, so that you can eventually 10x your business. Because none of that other business growth works without the people. And Absolutely. so many businesses just say, hey, figure it out you're in charge, you're now a manager, you're you're responsible for these people, you're responsible. And they never teach them how. They just throw them in the water. I mean, I don't know about you, but my dad didn't teach me to swim by kicking me off the dock. Shelby, I know you might have. Uh, I know y'all do things a little bit different up in Montana. Than <laughs> it's true. I, I, I did learn some swim lessons. People taught me how to swim. Well, that's the way leadership should be. Leadership, you aren't born with it. You have to learn it. It's a skill. Everybody can be a leader. They have to learn how to be that leader. And that's what we do at Tribe and Purpose. We help you 10X your team, 10X your leadership, so that you can grow your business and 10X your business. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's funny, we're surrounded with leader, tr- nobody ever calls it leader training and there's leadership certificates. You know, I've been working at a college for the past, you know, 15 years and there's no, there's a leadership track, but nobody really knows what that looks like. So can you tell me a little bit more about a leadership skill and you work with leaders to help grow their team. So can you talk about some of those skills? Sure. Well, the, the first thing you got to do is you got to understand yourself. You know, I like to think of it as I always use the metaphor of the GPS. Everybody carries around their phone, right? Nobody goes anywhere unless they're putting it in GPS on their phone. And I mean, I there's I go to Denver all the time, three, four times a week. But you know what? I put it on my phone every time because I want to know if there's a traffic accident or or other routes I should be taking and stuff like that. But you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't tell me how to get there unless it knows where I am. And as a leader, your leadership starts with yourself. You have to learn who you are. You have to accept who you are and be able to lead yourself forward before you can lead anybody else. Because part of being a leader is setting the great example. 
leaders lead by example. So if you cannot lead yourself, how can you lead anybody else? If you don't know who you are, how you show up, and the fact that, guess what, you get to choose how you show up and who and how you work with people is all a choice. How can you expect anybody to follow you? They're not following you. They're just doing what you say. You ain't leading nobody. Bottom line. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. You can't be a, a, you know, you you can try to lead, but you can't lead unless you have followers. And those followers have to be active and they have to, you have to be inspiring and connecting them somehow. And I feel working with a lot of leaders too, that, that it doesn't have to be a certain leadership skill. Everybody has their own unique leadership skills that draw people to them. And I think that's so fundamental when it comes to growing those skills. Well, and that's so true. And, you know, you just reminded me of this, this fact, and I, I hate hearing this, and I've, I've kind of started to become that, that guy that corrects people. You know, when you hear people <laughs> yeah. talk about tech toxic leadership and, and bad leaders, and he's a, he's a poor leader. And I'm like, time out. There's no such thing as toxic leadership. It's just a toxic person who's in a position that's in charge. That is not toxic leadership because it's not leadership. Right. That is a oxymoron and oxymorons don't work. You're the college professor, right? They don't work, right? I mean, they don't. So there's no such thing as toxic leadership or bad leadership. It's just, it's not leadership. Not leadership. It's, it's a person who's an asshole <laughs> and a person who's toxic. And they happen to have the placard on their desk, the name above their door, sit in a position, whatever it is, that says they're the one who's responsible. They're the one who's in charge. They're the, the boss. And the reason people do what they say is because they, they are afraid of losing their job and they are afraid that if they don't have that job, they will not get paid and they will not be able to put a roof over their family's head or food on the table for their family. And that is not the way we want to live our lives. No one should live their lives that way. And I always feel sorry for people that are living in those situations. That's a whole nother diatribe I could go down. People <laughs> living in that way. But bottom line, it ain't leadership, folks. Leadership is about enrolling people, selling people in what you want to accomplish. They believe in the vision that you as the leader set. This is what we're going to do. And as a leader, one of the great tenets of leadership, I said it earlier, is leading by example. If the hole needs to be dug, if the team needs to dig a hole, you grab a shovel and start digging. You don't stand back and say, well, I'm the leader. I'm in charge. I'm going to stand here and supervise you digging that hole. Really? No, yeah. it don't work that way. You're part of the team. Leader does not mean separate from the team. Leader is part of the team. You lead the team by doing what the team needs done so that the team can get the job done and be successful as a team. Kind of, a, it sounds like a key part to your whole leadership philosophy, the tribe and purpose that you've got it. You're a part of the tribe. All of that is that pretty accurate. Hundred percent. The tribe. The tribe is such a powerful. Uh, I was going to say metaphor, but it's not even a metaphor. It's a powerful representation of the people around you, right? Because tribes are a group of people like-minded individuals who have who all see a purpose that aligns with them and their values align 
And the purpose of the tribe is to advance everyone in the tribe. Not in a, some, somebody asked me this the other day, not in a socialist way, right? Right. right. Where it's like, well, if Shelby's going to win, then I should win too. That's not a tribe. <laughs> that, that ain't a tribe. If Shelby wins, I'm celebrating that Shelby won because she's part of my tribe. And yes, maybe I contributed a little bit. And I, that's, that's what I needed to know is, Hey, we helped her succeed. That's what being part of a tribe is because if as a member of the tribe, you want everybody in the tribe to succeed. You don't join a tribe to say, okay, what can you do for me? Tribes were the origin of tribes. were never from that. Those kind of people in the tribe, guess what? They were out in the prairie starving because right. when they showed up and started acting that way, they got kicked out. Another great thing about a tribe, right? Because guess what? If you ain't a fit, you're gone. So when you start thinking about what's a tribe, a tribe is a group of people who have aligned values and want to help each other succeed. And something else that always comes up when we're staying on the subject of tribe is, is well, do I only have one tribe? No, you can have many tribes. You can have your family as a tribe. You could have your business, just the people in your business as a tribe. You can be like you and I. You know, we've got our we've got our SAB tribe. We've got some folks that are in our broader tribe. You know, it, it's you know, I, I've got my tribe and purpose tribe. I've got my veteran tribe. I've got yeah. I've got all kinds of different tribes that I'm part of, and I contribute. And I I hate to say take because it sounds selfish, but that's but I get back. There we go. I get back from these tribes also. And that's why I'm part of them because I love seeing and helping others succeed in those tribes. I love that. I love that. There, It reminds me of this. I think there's a book called Tribal Leadership. I read mm -hmm. it a long time ago. I don't know who wrote it, but it, but it's, it's all about the you know, you have to, it's giving to the group and yep. take I think away. I've got it on the shelf somewhere. Yeah. Back there. It's a, yeah. it's a great, it's a great read, but it just reminds me of a lot of those things. So I think it's really, so you're very passionate about it. Very well spoken about it. Where did, talk to me about this background. Where did this come from? So it sounds like you were inspired to be a part of a team or being part of a tribe and lead with purpose. Tell me about, tell me, a little bit about Otis's background so we can know about where all this inspiration came from. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a little bit of the story. So I grew up in Texas, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, I'm a Texas A&M boy. Uh, I enlisted in the Army while I was there. I drove a tank that was five years older than me. Uh, and uh, I got commissioned into the Army on active duty as an engineer. And uh, I like to say I took my brand new, beautiful Texas bride with me to our first uh, duty station in the Army, which was Fort Wainwright, Alaska. And for folks that don't know where that is, that's Fairbanks. Uh, that's a long ways away. Long ways uh, away from Texas. Long ways away from, from Texas <laughs> in a lot of ways, believe me, <laughs> a lot of ways. Uh, while there, I volunteered for Special Forces. And uh, that was where I spent the rest of my career as a Green Beret. Uh I did 25 years and retired as a lieutenant colonel. And when I retired from the Army, I'd, I'd made a, I made a mistake that led me into the path I'm in now. It was a mistake then, but it's created who I am today, so I don't regret that mistake. And that mistake when I got out of the Army was I just need a job. 
And that was what I did. I pursued jobs and I worked for five different great companies over seven years. And each of those companies, when I stepped in the door, I said, this is what I'm going to do for the next 20, 25 years. I was thinking just like I did in the army, right? Nice career path and all that sort of stuff and lots of purpose and focus. And here's in each one of those companies at the 90 day mark, which is a magic mark. If you didn't know, if you haven't ever felt this folks, that 90 day mark is where things, you start to understand things, right? You know, you know where your office is. You maybe know which key to use or what the combination is at the 90 day mark. And that was when I start to get this feeling in my gut about something ain't right here. doesn't fit. I don't like it. You know, it just, and the bad taste just kept getting worse and worse. And I would quit because fortunately somebody had also taught me that lesson. Cause in the army, you can't quit. doesn't matter. How right. Much. Right. You signed a contract with uncle Sam and the county sheriff is coming to arrest you if you quit. So right. it doesn't work that way. <laughs> can't do that. No. So I quit. Uh, and that's why I work for five different, five different, not 10, five different companies in seven years. And uh, you know, it was the last company I was working for. Uh, I had a great job. Uh, but the job was created for me. The business owner is a friend of mine. Notice is is a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, it's, so he still is. The company headquarters is in my hometown of Fort Worth. I worked remote here in Colorado. And I was a chief strategy officer. And guess what the chief strategy officer does? Strategy. Yeah. Knows what strategy is. So right. I got to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, I was, of course, I, was, I wasn't screwing off. I was growing the business, right? I should have been happy in that job. I was just as frustrated and miserable in that job as I had been in the other ones before. Hmm. And after a year in that job, year plus, which was the longest I stayed with any company in those seven years, year plus in that job, I was sitting here in my home office feeling sorry for myself. One afternoon going, man, what's wrong with me? My life sucks. I can't ever find a job I like. Everybody else has these great jobs. They're all happy. And I'm not. I hate myself. Woe is me. As I thought about that and reflected on that, I said, well, you know what? Since leaving the Army, only two things in my life have been consistent. Number one, my family, still married to my beautiful Texas bride. She survived Alaska. Survived it. Yeah, yep, she did. She did. We did. Uh, yeah. And and number two was boys high school rugby. See, our, our youngest son, the one I do the podcast with, the 10X Your Team with Cam Notis, that's the Cam part. He wanted to play rugby. And my wife would pick him up from school, drop him off. I'd swing by the field on the way home from work, pick him up, and bring him home. Well, I started leaving the office earlier, started getting out of the truck, started talking with the coach, who's a Kiwi. And we became great friends. And next thing I know, he says, hey, why don't you help me coach? And I'm like, I have never played the game. Nothing, know nothing about the game. Fast forward to the next year, he asked me to be head coach. So now I'm head coach of this team. Now back to that summer afternoon, sitting here in my home office, feeling sorry for myself. I just finished my seventh year of coaching as the head coach of this team. Awesome. And as I said, well, why was I spending all that time volunteering my time in a sport and turn by the way, turning down jobs too. So I could continue to play that or coach that game in a sport I'd never played and knew nothing about when I started. And when I realized that I said, well, there's let's, let's break this down. And I said, well, this, this boys high school rugby club thing, there's three parts. 
the game of rugby, awesome game. I always tell people go on YouTube, type in the All Blacks or Scotland rugby or something like that, and watch watch a few minutes. You'll get hooked. That's number one. Number two was the boys. It was a club sport. As the head coach, our house became the default clubhouse, which meant we got thirty five extra sons in and out of our house. And That's a lot I, of mouths to feed. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was tough to keep food in the pantry. At least. I'm sure. And, and we, and by the way, we kept a lot of aerosol spray around. I'm you know. sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 A bunch of teenage boys in the house hanging out like that. So that was number two. But I realized the third part was what was really fueling me. And that was being their coach, teaching, mm -hmm. mentoring, guiding them, challenging them, leading them. And holding them accountable, helping them not just become great rugby players, but great young men in life. And that's when I realized that's what I needed to do. I need to start giving back and sharing my leadership, teaching people how to lead, teaching people how to be, use this style of leadership that has gotten me so much success in the military and in business, even though I didn't like those jobs. And I quit all those jobs. I was still successful in those jobs. Sure. So yeah. that is how, that's what got me here to doing leadership development and leadership training. I love, I love that story. I think it's great, but I love that it came out of, you know, that you knew you had it in you, you knew what you liked, but then it kind of emerged and, that when you were fulfilled and you were doing something that you enjoyed around people that you enjoyed being around and you had that, all that energy around you, that that's when it's like, Oh yeah, this is, I'm good at this and I can do this for other people. I think that is, I think that's, I think that's something that we, you know, in corporate or in our jobs and similar experience, you know, I've been in academics. I love teaching. I don't necessarily like all the things about, teach about being in academia. I love teaching, but it was just, I can take that and put it somewhere else. It's that experience. It's that expertise that you can take from the area that you really like. And then you can create a business out of that and do that for other people, because that's the transformation you want. So people think like your genius is something that you, you know, have gone to school for, or that's been a part of your life for 25 years or whatever you studied but it's really that process that you're really passionate about. And I love that it came out when you were with your son's rugby team. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you another little thing to, to nudge your listeners along is if you ain't sharing what you know with others to help them, you're being a selfish SOB. And folks, if you don't know what SOB is, just email Otis. And, <laughs> Put it in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do you say that? Why? Because you yeah. can't take it with you. And if right. I've got all this experience and knowledge from all the things I've done right and all the things I've done wrong, shouldn't I be telling that to somebody else so that they could have more experience or, or more success in their life and get to where I am faster? I spent a lot of time talking with uh, what I call soon-to-be veterans. Fellows is another way we like to talk about them. A lot of time with those guys because I'm so passionate about that seven years I spent bouncing around doing stuff I didn't want to do. Just working hard because that's what you're supposed to do is work hard. I spend, I don't know how many hours a week, 10 hours a week, probably at least 10, at least 10 hours a week talking with, with guys one-on-one -on -one 
about creating their own path and understanding what it takes when they take the uniform off. Nobody taught me that. I didn't ask. I don't think it existed either. Uh, but I, I don't want somebody else to suffer through the same problems and frustrations that I did. And, right. and this is another thing that I, when I talk about leadership, I talk about lessons learned, building a team and how do you, how do you implement and grow your team and create a team of, of uh, high performance culture and innovation. Part of that is lessons learned. And what a lot of us do is we stop and we go, okay, what did I learn from that? And we write it down and we say, there's a lesson learned. And then we close the book and we put it up on the shelf over here. And we never learn it because we never implement it. Right. Military is great about that. Oh my God. You know how many hours I spent either writing lessons learned from missions or training events. And then we get them all approved and we'd send them up to the mystical database somewhere. And then the guy coming in behind me would do the exact same damn thing yeah, because he didn't have access to that. Nobody told him if you do this here and do this, this, and this, you will, you will make this mistake. So you ought to do it this way. Here's some things. To, it's not a lesson learned until you take those observations, those things that went right and didn't go right and change your processes to make them go better. So, yeah, sorry little diatribe there but no no that's another one of my pet peeves that ranks up there with that whole leadership toxic thing yeah yeah you can't i i it just reminds me of the concept of like institutional memory like if you don't it you know the ideas are they're only going to do so much on a shelf but you have to actually implement them and live them and and feel it and and adapt it to whatever situation you're in i think that's so important as a leader is to also remember that it's like, it's a dynamic process and mm. it's something that's always evolving. Mm. And, yep. You know, it's something cause you evolve as a person and just the situation changes around you. So mm. that's yeah. nice to remember. Well, Otis, tell us where, tell us where our audience can find, find all this wisdom from you and your tribe. Sure thing. You can go to tribe-purpose.com and uh, sign up for our newsletter there. Click the get started button. Sign up for the Monday Moments newsletter. It's a uh, weekly newsletter. Comes out on Mondays because uh, I'm a simple kind of guy. So yeah. comes out on Mondays and uh, it's got a stoic quote, something I learned. I'm sharing something I learned with you so you can have more success next week. So what I learned Today, what I learned this week, I'm going to share with you next week. So Monday morning, when you read it, you don't have to make that same mistake I did. Or you can say, oh, that's how he did that. Cool. I want to do that. That's that's number one. Number two, just find me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Check out our uh, our YouTube channel, uh, 10X Your Team with Cam and Otis. Check out my whiskey words uh, on that channel, too. I love, I love doing whiskey words. It might be because I like to drink the whiskey. Yeah, but, but you know what? I like sharing what some thoughts thoughts while I'm drinking a whiskey and sometimes a cigar. So, yeah, I love uh, sharing my whiskey words too. So y'all can check that out on YouTube. Just type type in hashtag whiskey words. You'll find me. And your your podcast. How often does that come out? Twice a week. We do twice two week. two shows a week. Yeah, it it's on YouTube. Uh, 
we got a great uh, camera set up and uh, yeah, Camden, Camden got his mom's looks, so he's easier to look at. Uh, and we've had some awesome guests. We're going to, we need to have Miss Shelby Joe on too. Cause I, I didn't even think about that. That'll be fun. I would uh, love to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check, check us out at uh 10 X your team uh, with Cam and Otis. That's the YouTube channel. That's that's exciting. I am looking forward to it, to hear more about it, to discover your perspective and leadership. It's, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, you can grow your own leadership skills, but connecting it to those around you, I think is something that is, that is key to do. Well, Otis, what would you, what would be your piece of advice to, you know, we've talked about, talked about your journey and your step into entrepreneurship and, and, and capturing your passion and putting it into a business, what would be your piece of advice to someone who's thinking about doing the same thing? Don't live in obscurity. I know too many uh, great people that have great abilities that are in an obscure place. Uh, and I, I, I push them to get out. You know, I, I always joke that when you know, when I first started uh, my business, when I stepped away from the business world and uh, went full-time entrepreneur, I, I joked that I put a sign out in the yard. You know, I wrote a book, put a sign out in the yard, and I, I sat down on the front porch and waited for people to show up. And nobody came. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm on three acres out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but you know what? Even if I was living in the middle of the city, nobody would stop in and knock on your door. You got to tell people what you're doing. Find the people that you want to work with. Don't live in obscurity. If you got, if you can solve a problem for people, go tell those people you can solve the problem for them. Help them make their lives better. I love that piece of advice. Just go out and do it, and don't don't live in obscurity. I think that's a great piece of advice. Well, Otis, I have so enjoyed this conversation today. Uh, I bet we could go on for another, you know, 90 minutes or so, but <laughs> we should probably keep it keep it short, at least for today. I look forward to sharing a whiskey words with you at some point in time and being on your podcast. I think that would be a lot of fun. That would be. We're looking forward to it also. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. And to listeners out there, I hope you are inspired. I absolutely am inspired to follow Otis, to see his contributions to the world, to help you get out of obscurity and create a business out of your passion. So we will see you next time on the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Joe Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.